2: How are you today? I'm doing very well. And yourself? I'm a little anxious. Why? I'm a little anxious today.
1: Oh, I think I see I what you did
2: there. <laughs> I think I've been like too much of the news. Okay. I think I've been watching too much of the news or something like that. Could be. I, yeah. And not enough ping pong playing. Oh. I think that's, I think, well, first of all, You know, growing up in New York City, um, you know, I think once upon a time when I was younger, it's not that we didn't have violence. It's not that we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I think it was different. I think that, you know, I can point to a time when myself uh, and my sister were walking down the street and a gang happened to be somehow miraculously in our neighborhood and both of us are both, both of our lives were at risk in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I remember it like yesterday, you know, I do. I remember it like yesterday, but even growing up in that environment, uh, it wasn't the world we live in today. I can't imagine what it's like to be a kid, but I think about those times in my life though, that, you know, the level of anxiety I had catapulted me to a different place. So, you know, you've heard me talk about the fact that, you know, when I was younger, I came home one day and I found all of my belongings on the yard, uh, in my front yard. And I picked them up and what I realized is I didn't have a home to go back to. And so what is it about our anxiety? The other thing is you've heard me talk about the fact that in a... in a recent global study on the most anxious-ridden countries, and I, I would have to fact-check myself, but I believe for the first time in the history of the United States, we came up at the top, if not close to the top. And yet, at the same time, that doesn't surprise me. But what is it that we can learn from our anxiety? And that, that's what today's show is about. Uh, The Gifts Beneath Your Anxiety, How Some Simple Spiritual Tools Can Help Us Find Peace, Awaken That Power Within, and Heal Your Life. And that is the book that I'm referring to today, and my guest today, Pat Longo, who's the author of this book, because this is a journey that one takes and goes on in life. And you may or may not be exposed to the fact that each of us have this aha moment that we can glean, that we could take from the things in our lives that are not so positive, not so upbeat. And so today we're going to be talking with Pat about that. For those of you out there, and we have three copies of the the book, The Gifts Beneath Your Anxiety to Give Away today. Um, But for for those of you out there, you know, when you think about somebody that writes a book like that, what do you know? Well, you know that they come from a place as a spiritual healer and a teacher, right? They've worked with thousands of clients all over the world. You know, they have facilitated healing of countless men, women and children. And that's Pat, Pat Longo. But more than that, they're passionate, purposeful and results driven to help all of us understand what it means in our lives. You know, so we have someone that wrote a book to help us understand, having worked with people all over the world and care for, you know, people that have been considered highly sensitive, to understand that there's something for us to learn, something for us to really revere and hold high. About anxiety in our lives. Pat, it's great to
3: have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's I'm thrilled to be here. I truly am. I've actually seen you pop up on my uh, uh, emails every once in a while uh, to do with the show, and uh, I've never seemed to have any time in my life <laughs> to really sit down and listen and look because I'm always on the go. Um, <laughs> between writing the book. And seeing all the clients that I see, I have a very large family Um, on my 17th grandchild coming next month. So (laughs) I, um, and they all live within 15 minutes of me. So that's unusual. I I am the mom. Okay. I'm the grandma for everybody. Unfortunately, uh, in most of my children's uh, lives, the other parents are gone. So uh, tag, I'm it. And uh, I love it. I I got to I got to talk to you about something you
2: said, because I I think this is one of the great um, misconceptions of our time. So you're talking about being busy. I talk about being busy and, you know, I run into people from time to time. And so, you know, I ran into one of our listeners in a ping pong tournament, table tennis tournament (laughs) over the weekend. And, you know, what I was really struck by is how how people are amazed that I have time to do something like that. And so here's the thing I wanna talk about to get this rolling. I don't feel stressed or anxious from my busy schedule,
0: uh-huh. even
2: though we talk about being busy. Right. I'd probably be more anxious if I, if I wasn't. <laughs> you weren't busy, exactly. But we have that confusion in our culture, I believe, When people talk about doing the things you're doing in the world, being who you are, me doing the things I'm doing, they have this other column over here that says, well, those two are probably stressed out. What do you make of that statement?
3: You know what? I've written a book on anxiety and I've never had it. (laughs) I don't even know what it feels like to have anxiety. My family I was blessed with and it's my grounding. And I honor myself. That's what you were doing, playing uh, table tennis or ping pong. You honor yourself with something you love. And in the book, at some point in time, I don't know what part of the book, but I talk about how I learned to honor myself. I was a crazy woman, okay? Not anxious, busy when I was younger. I, I had all my children before I was 25, five of them, and, um, You know, I was on the PTA, I was on the Civic Association board, I was the Cub Scout leader or mother, a den mother, I was the religion teacher for fourth grade, I was the mom for the soccer team that drove everybody everywhere, and I just forgot about me, and I was in my early 30s, and I just said, enough, enough now. I don't know where I begin or where I end, and I I joined a tap dancing class and a bowling league, and... I I held on to the tap dancing for about nine years. I started to look like the Pillsbury Doughboy in sequins, and I <laughs> okay, I've had enough now. It's okay. <laughs> but it was fun, and I did it for me. And that's when my spiritual gifts opened up, when I began to honor me. So everybody needs to take time for that, and I can keep busy, like you said. I love my job, okay? I love healing people. I love seeing the difference. I... I I have two spots that I work in. People sit on the couch, and I do counseling and talking and teaching. And then I move them over to a chair to do healing in a separate part of the room. And the difference between them from one side of the room to the next is astronomical. And I just, that's what I see. I see transformation, okay? I see transformation every single day. And then, you know, people write to me and say, I can't believe I can't believe that I feel this way. Is this what it feels like to not have anxiety? And, again, that's only one thing that I do. Everything has to do with uh, illness. Is I'm a healer. That's what I became. That was my God-given gift. But it evolved to this crazy anxiety epidemic. Yeah.
2: You know, look, I love what we're talking about because I, too— went through a very successful corporate career, you know, successful in terms of how the outer world evaluates success, Uh Success. right? You know, this this kid from the Bronx, mother committed suicide at six, homeless at 17, pretty much everybody on the planet that knew me back then thought I'd be dead or locked up by the time I was 21. And, you know, my stepmom in her strange way, right, before she booted me out, basically said, you better go work for the phone company because they'll never fire you. And my stepmother taught me many things, and I talk about her so often on the show. But that one thing that happened before she booted me out, uh, I made that call to the phone company. I I put that application in. I was out 48 days in my senior year of high school. That's considered unemployable. Mm -hmm. Anybody that is out for... Think about that. I don't even know how many days there are in a year of school, right? Me either. But somewhere at an early age, I knew and was called lucky. Every part of my life, lucky. I was playing in a ping pong tournament this weekend, and you would have thought the leprechaun of luck sprinkles some dust on me (laughs) because we're playing a game. And I hit more net balls than went over, than you can even, more net balls, more edge balls. And this is traditional of my play. But here's why I'm talking about it. Because at an early age, very early, when I was six in Catholic boarding school, I had an interaction with Jesus. It wasn't till way older and way, way older and a lot of hardship. Did I understand about what you write about in this book? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could be the sharpest knife in the drawer and still not get what you talk about in this book about spiritual connection and healing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Here's the question I want to ask you, right? Um, uh, and then we have a caller, so we'll go to the phones when we come back from break. But here's the question I want to ask you and talk about when we come back from break. Sometimes I believe that the really strange things in my life that happened to me set me up for that wrong phone number I dialed in 2003 into an internet station 15 years ago. That led to what we now know as the Dr. Pat show. But that was like coming home for me. When we come back, I want to talk with you about the gifts beneath our anxiety, but the healing that has to happen. Mm -hmm. Because this, to me, is so powerful in today's world. And if we don't get to the healing of this, Pat, I just don't know. If we will be able to make it in the way that we're meant to make it as human beings, because being labeled sensitive for somebody like me who has that outer crusty New York ism. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a reason that I scored an INFP in the highest possible introvert scale that Myers-Briggs ever saw when we come back. We're going to talk about these gifts and how they show up and then what to do when they show up. Can our anxiety be that pathway to healing that we would have never, ever otherwise have gotten? We'll be right back. Join the New Earth on The Cornelia Stephanie Show
3: Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play.
4: This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you
5: develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning.
0: Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of young living essential oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge, on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back. I just I gotta tell you, Benny. I, how does it get any better than this, Benny? You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I'm here. We're talking with pat Pat Longo, the author of the book, mm-hmm. and I read her book, and I've gone I went through it again last night, and I just realized the questions I thought I was going to talk to Pat about were not relevant anymore as I went <laughs> through the book again, and here's where we are. Um, and we have three copies of the book to give away, but before we do that, I want to just say to everybody, go to the website, patlongo, dot net. go there. And what you're going to do is you're going to find a lot of information. You're going to see the book, you know, Pat, I want to do something a little different. Usually we talk a little bit more, but we have one of our fabulous listeners calling in. And so I would love to, Benny, why don't we, why don't we bring her on? If we could. Sounds good. Judith from Chicago, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Judith. Hi. Hello to the two fabulous cats. I'm so excited to talk to you today. <laughs> uh, Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Woohoo! Um, you guys are lovely, both of you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to read the book. Um, I am an empath, um, a healer, an intuitive. Um, and I didn't realize why I was so sensitive, probably until middle age. Um, and now I have some tools to protect myself and have boundaries, which I didn't have for the first half of my life. I would say I'm oh boy, 64 sister. now. Yeah. Um. But I I have more anxiety than I ever. Had. And I didn't have anxiety when I was younger, so mm-hmm. this is a relatively new thing. Um, and I guess my question is, um, how can, and if you're, you know, if you know you're clairvoyant, I guess a lot of my anxiety comes from not knowing if, if this is a real thing, mm-hmm. Or imagined, or and it's always I always get anxiety when I'm in the future, and um, I've been through a lot of trauma in my life, and I'm very strong because of it. But sometimes the anxiety can be almost paralyzing.
2: Oh, um, oh I'm and I'm so glad you called.
1: Me too. <laughs> and I'm so just wondering how, if you have, you know, clairvoyant gifts. Mm-hmm. How can you discern between what's real and what is your uh, imagination gone wild?
2: Okay, I'm going to let Pat, the other Pat, uh, address this. But but before I say anything, please don't hang up because we're going to give you a copy of the book. Okay?
1: Oh, that's So, so after we're oh, done, stay you. on
2: with Benny, <laughs> okay. um, and and he'll gather your information. And that's the first thing.
1: Pat, okay, I'm thrilled. Pat,
2: Thank you. Pat, Pat
3: would you beautiful. like to go first here? I'm so happy you're going to get that book. Yeah. Uh, uh. Listen, you, you are an empath, obviously, and when you say midlife, uh, I don't know how old you are, and you don't have to tell me. Um, uh, but I, 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 was halfway so. through, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. halfway through my age now. When a lot of this came to me, so you're not too late okay. in the game, believe me. Uh, your anxiety. Um, we have different points in time that the anxiety comes up. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it it always starts at puberty or earlier, but puberty is Mm -hmm. when it really gets pumping. Then you have childbearing years, and, Mm -hmm. of course, Mm -hmm. women have cycles. Uh, Men don't get as many opportunities. Uh, They have puberty and midlife, but women also have perimenopause and menopause. And spirituality Mm -hmm. and anxiety are kind of hooked in together. So... Depending upon your age, more of it may be pumping through at this moment because you maybe didn't pay attention to it when you were younger. Mm-hmm. The, second part, the second part is because you are uh, or appear to be clairvoyant, and I'm sure you are. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a little, a couple of little tools there. Okay. Um, it's amping up now. Everybody mm-hmm. on this planet is getting tapped on the shoulder. Wake up now. Wake up now. It's time. It's time for everybody to open to that, to those gifts we were given before we even got here. So you're in the right direction at this point. To help your anxiety, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you a tool to stop okay. it, okay, in okay. its tracks. Now, are okay. you an arm folder? Do you walk around with your arms crossed when you can? When you're around other um, people?
1: Sometimes. not, Probably not, more not than, no than, yeah, probably. Okay. But, do you but, ever put okay. a pillow in front of you?
3: Do you ever put a pillow in front of you when you're hanging out with friends or family in a comfortable setting? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. So you don't ever feel, do you ever feel anything in your solar plexus area, like the upper part of your gut, right below your breastbone? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, yep. all right. So yep. you're feeling it. You're just not doing anything to to protect yourself. Those are ways that people protect. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people put a, a pocketbook over their shoulder when they're walking through the mall, and they hold it in front of them. And okay. once again, it's automatic. It's your guidance system telling you cover, cover, block, block, mm-hmm. so that you're not mm-hmm. picking up the energy of all those people walking through that mall. I do oh, this path. Right. Can you you see my picture? Can you see me in Skype? I did. I I do this. Watching you from my peripheral vision as well. And I'm (laughs) I'm looking at the things that you're doing. I kind of do that when people sit down in front of me. I pay attention to what they're physically doing. And Mm I always have them pull the pillow in front. When I see that they can't look at me, I will pull that pillow in front. And just hold it there, and I'll tell you about it later. But right now, just keep it there. And slowly their bodies turn and their eyes connect with me, and we begin to have a conversation without anxiety. Okay, so Judith, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to use something called surround ground shield, okay? okay, where you surround yourself with your thoughts in a magnificent bubble of light. Okay, okay, that would be, that's my first, the first part of a five-second tool. You surround okay. yourself in the light. It's filled with God or, as Dr. Pat said, the source, the universe, whoever. Mm-hmm. Her, he mm-hmm. makes no difference to me. Whatever your belief is, you fill that, that, that bubble up with that light and protection. And then you imagine yourself grounded into the earth. Now, you could mm-hmm. use anything. You could use roots coming from your feet and your tailbone, or you could use yeah. a lightning, lightning bolts or uh, oh. grappling hooks, anchors. It doesn't matter. It's all about your thought. So when you ground yourself, that's where the balance comes in. Okay? Right. You are absolutely not in balance. So the first mm-hmm. part of the protection connects you to spirit. The second part of the protection connects you to earth. The two of them together create yin-yang. They create balance. The last part, the part that will stop your anxiety, is imagining putting on a very shiny metal vest of armor. Okay? Kind of like an archangel would wear or a gladiator. and Mm -hmm. No collar, no sleeves. It's not heavy. It's not cumbersome. It fits you perfectly because it was made for you. So it's going to cover your heart. It's going to cover your solar plexus. And it's going to cover your abdomen. Front and back shoulder to waist okay, okay. and okay. in order to do it quickly i'm just going to say it fast i say god god surround me in a bubble of your white light of protection shoot my cords into the earth lock them in like the roots of a big old tree and slap on my vest and i cross my arms over my shoulders and it's done it's a done okay. deal okay? okay so you would have to do that every morning before you interact with others and you'll find your anxiety stops Okay. Okay. I have way too much backup on this to say otherwise. I don't expect people to have anxiety after I see them. And people wonder why I get excited when they come in with anxiety because they're not dying. They don't have cancer or disc disease or that disease. They have anxiety, and I know I can fix that. So, again, you're (laughs) going to have the tools. And when you get that book, you're going to see how your clairvoyance works into all of this. All right? You have to discern... Who, who's talking? Your guidance mm-hmm. system never gives you fear. They do not mm-hmm. give you fear. So any fear that comes in is ego or, or as they now calling it, monkey brain. I've only heard that in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's self-talk. Uh, okay. You have to start paying attention to that still, small voice inside of you. Okay? Right. right. So Great. you're going to get Great. the book. You're going to
1: learn a lot. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so to get the book. It'll help so many people. And I yeah. pray it's it to everyone who needs it. That yeah, rate, thank my
2: you. Prayer. Yeah. it. It's awesome. The thing, too, that I want to chime in and, and talk about, and we're going to talk about it now coming up in this segment when we come back for break, is that, you know, had I had a book like this or had I had this book in my hand, right, it would have prepared me. And so it didn't, you know, my life didn't prepare me for what was to come. And yet at the same time, it did. But here's the thing I love about what we're talking about today and what Pat put together in the book. And it's this, I don't know that I would be the person I am today or even be doing what I'm doing today, you know, had I not gone through and seen the gifts in my state of anxiety or whatever that was I was going through, right? I wouldn't be here today in the way I am today. And the reason that I'm talking with you about it is because I can pinpoint, and Pat, I did this, I can pinpoint that every point in time in my life where I have been hit with the what I call the cosmic joke of destiny, right? whether it's my mom's suicide or homeless, there was something in that moment that I was able to do. And then there's something greater that I was able to learn. And until I got to this later place in life, much later, right, that we're talking about, is it didn't dawn on me that this was like a guidance system. You know, I call it my GPS, right? You know, this was me being directed. every time in my life, I paid attention to that and used the tools that Pat just talked about, and there are many others in the book. It led me to the place I was going I was supposed to get to with ease and grace. Every time I didn't, what happened to me was a situation that made sure, that I was going to get to the place that I needed to get to. And she and I were talking about the fact that, you know, six months after starting this gig, I came down with a mystery disease that literally, literally was going to confine me to a wheelchair if I didn't get the message. But here's what I love about you calling in. See, you're already more than halfway there. You're more than halfway there because you called in and reached out for help. I've rarely did that in my life. And now I'm like a help addict. I'm like, come on, you got to help me with this. Okay. There's a reason I have five coaches and you're going to hear about it. But what I love about you calling in, do you know how many people listen to the show and probably were thinking exactly what you were thinking? And you just help thousands of people with your courage to call in. Do you know that, Judith?
1: Thanks. Yeah. 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 I've I've learned to trust and surrender. And the more I do <laughs> the better it is. The better it is. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it's all good. And you're a warrior, Dr. Pad, and so are you, Pat. And um, yes, yeah, thank you
2: so much. I really appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you. We're gonna take a short Thanks. break. Remember not to hang up because Benny's gonna get your information, okay? We're gonna take a short break. When we come back we're going to talk about, you know, one of the things in the book that's going to lead to a lot of things. And that is, you know, when Pat Longo talks about you have the power within, here's the question. Do you believe that or do you say, are you bleeping kidding me?
0: We'll be right back. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Huff, Angelic Walk-In Angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidiger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com.
4: Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuyper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com
2: Wow. You know, look, the gifts beneath your anxiety. Um, Pat Longo is joining me here today as the author. Pat, before we go to the phones, we have another fabulous listener calling in. Um, One of the things I want to ask you is, can you tell folks, one, how can they find out more about you? How do they get a copy of the book? I know I've got an advanced copy of the book, but that's okay.
3: (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, The book's been up for pre-sale, and on my website, patlongo.net, uh, there is, uh, obviously a button you can push or something like that, uh, that will get the pre-ordered copy. They're all supposed to be delivered August 27th, I believe. Uh, but it's been up there since like December. So I'm hoping that a lot of people have looked into this. It's, uh, it's going to change a lot of lives. I put healing in the book too. I- I'm an energy healer and every page in that book has healing in it. And to me, I had I gave it to somebody for their birthday because the company sent me three copies and I gave it to someone and she just held it to her chest and said, I just want to feel it. I just want to feel the energy. It took her like days before she opened it. So it's it is full of good stuff for everybody. Thank you, thank you,
2: thank you. And as I said, we've already given one copy away. We will probably give another copy away. And Mr. Benny has informed me that we have one of our fabulous listeners waiting to talk with you, Pat. Uh, Benny, who do we have?
0: Here we have Sandy
2: joining us from Maryland. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hi, hi Sandy. Hi, both cats. How are y'all doing? Awesome. How are you doing?
4: Good. I have been better. All right. <laughs> my My anxiety is bad enough. Politically, we ain't going there. But uh, personally, my anxiety has been off the charts. It's like the past month, I've always gotten tingles in the crown of my head. But the past month, the tingles are really, really, really intensifying. And um, it's really making my anxiety really flare up
3: even more. Okay, you are opening up. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, listen, I used to think it was bugs crawling in my hair. It wasn't a very oh. pleasant experience uh, in, in the mid-90s. I'm sitting at my office desk and I either thought I was having a stroke or I caught something. And uh, oh. I remember that feeling of of tingling. in in the, At that time, it was the right side of my brain. It was always on the right top side of my head. And uh, I actually started getting some tinglings recently, which was very peculiar because I've been open for a long, long time. But things are amping up too. And I do believe that the anxieties are amping up because of a lot of planetary things. You know, we have a lot going on up there and August is an amazing month. Uh, I don't know too much astrologically, but people inform me and it is a very powerful month and the month before of of facing uh, hardships and, and old things that have been, you know, hanging around for a long time and it's time to address them. So I think the anxieties uh, are pushing harder uh, people mm-hmm. are calling me and writing to me and saying, gee, I felt so wonderful when I saw you. What's going on? Something's happening. Mm-hmm. And I am blaming it on the black supermoon we just had and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of planetary shifts. But as far as the crown chakra opening, um, even more so, listen, you're coming into your own. You're coming into your power. And okay. uh, don't worry about it. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I am sure <laughs> of that. Uh, so what, where do you want to go with this? What, do, what are, I, you I, are you doing? Doing anything spiritual?
4: Um, I've been meditating even more so with your, actually, your meditations. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um,
3: I've, I've been doing that for the past three weeks steady. I mean, I've done okay. it before sporadically. Well, now you're really so. opening up. The more meditation you do, meditation is the key. It's really okay. the key to get yourself wide open, but you do have to have the protection I don't like anybody opening up without some type of protection. Mm -hmm. And, again, you can make up your own. People do it all the time. And uh, there's many different methods and ways. But if you're listening to my meditations, particularly the white light one, uh, universal Mm -hmm. white light and protection, you're covered. Okay? Okay? You're covered. Just throw on the vest. Throw on the vest. And that'll complete the deal.
4: Yeah. Okay? Because it's gotten so where... Even in the dark, though, it's like when I'm in sheer dark, I feel like the anxiety is like strangling me in my throat. Does that make sense? I mean, well, it's I want, you,
3: I want you to take control of your space, okay? Yeah. Uh, simply demand that no one's allowed in your space unless you okay. invite them or they're from God's light. Because obviously you're feeling you're an empath you're feeling the sensitivities of other energies around you and in order to eliminate that people don't realize they're in control they are in control of their space and if somebody like me or dr pat doesn't tell you that um you're going to always feel like there are things in your room you know things that go bump in the night you have to command and demand your space all right and once you do that you shouldn't have any trouble in the dark Excellent. Okay. Listen, I yeah, can do this you. with little kids. Listen to me. If the adults would just listen, we'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a 19 yeah.
4: year old that has anxiety and yeah. depression problems as well, and he doesn't listen to anything I say to try to help them with his anxiety.
3: Yeah. Well, so. unfortunately, that's a mom's lot in life. Uh, <laughs> the children don't necessarily listen to you, but they do listen to somebody else.
5: So, yeah, that's exactly.
3: true. You know. Yeah. This is her, this is um, so I can't wait yeah.
4: to get your book so I can help with my other Yeah, issues, like yeah do me a
2: favor. Don't hang up because <laughs> we'll get you a copy of the book. Right? Oh, God bless um, you. Oh, thank you, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. Um, I want to get back to one thing you said only because it's something I relate to. I think you said it, but I don't know if I heard it right. I think you said something like, you yeah, know, I'm anxious, but... Something like, you know, I feel anxiety, something about the political situation, but I don't want to go yeah. there. And so yeah. let me just make a statement about that for myself. Okay. Okay. So here's the problem for me. I do the Dr. Pat show and I do it five days a week. And most of the time I talk about things that are upbeat, positive, transform your life. But, yeah. but see, here's the issue that I came to around my own anxiety. And it's the following. When I was younger, um, I went through uh, a, got to be like very young age, teenage year, then later on, a complete activist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. chances are there's some picture of me burning my bra down in Atlantic City somewhere.
4: <laughs> of some, there you go, girl.
2: <laughs> somewhere. Um, I often think about, wow, what would happen if we had social media back then, right? Um, right. Right. So somewhere along the line, you're going to, you know, my life was every weekend I was either marching or sitting or something, something. So for me, the, 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 the epiphany for me and Pat, I'll share this with you. The epiphany for me happened about two months ago when I realized that there was something inside of me that I was silencing and that I wasn't speaking And I also realized the Dr. Pat show wasn't the forum for it. Um, I did one show where I kind of went off in that direction a little bit. And we ended up having to edit some of what I said in that show. So here's what I had to do. I had to face this for myself. And I had to say, what is the price that I am paying for not showing up in the way that I am being called to show up in the world today? What is the price I'm paying both the spiritual price, both the internal price. And I think Pat will talk about this when we come back, but there's a price that I was paying physical health price, Uh mental price, not sleeping Uh at night price. You know, the comment that you made price, right. We don't want to go there, but we do go there because it's, it's inside of us, you know, unless you're really not listening to anything or not part of social media, or you don't turn on the news, and I'm not saying what channel, it doesn't matter to me, or, or you just don't watch TV, then you have to know about what's happening in the world.
4: Yeah. So I had to make
2: and a was, decision.
4: Oh, no, I make a decision. It's just that I, I, I voiced it, um, you know. That's my point. Amongst so here's my, my family. Point.
2: Here's my point. I decided that i would start a different radio show a new radio show that was not like the dr pat show in the same way in the same format and i started that show it can only be heard on my network uh transformation talk radio um i don't air it on am stations i was airing it on cable radio and i probably will continue it's heard on over 200 cable radio stations in your home, and it's called Power Up with Dr. Pat. It's a different show, and I have to tell you, that action to do that, something changed in me. It changed in me, because what I was doing is I was trying to bury something that didn't wanna be buried. Uh, Pat, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm probably not explaining it (laughs) in
3: a way that makes sense, But I had to change something. Yeah. To me, you had to speak out because if you don't and you feel all of that inside of you and you're not able to communicate it in the right way, then you're again, once again, you get sick. Okay. you're not speaking your truth. And listen, there's ways to speak it with grace, but you need to speak your truth. So I applaud you. I applaud you. And so one of the things
2: I want to say about this, and maybe Pat, we can talk about it when we come back. I don't know if it's the same for you, right? Calling in, but I, but it stuck with me when you, when you said it, sometimes we have to be in service in the world. Sometimes we have to do that to heal. And I don't know if that's the case for you, but it might be something to think about, um, That's just my take on it, Pat. I mean, I look at my life, and every time I've had a situation, I've been of service. I've volunteered. I've done something. I've worked in the soup kitchen. Mm -hmm. But that's just me.
3: I don't know if that works. This service, people do service in every single day in so many different ways. And sometimes it's just to one person. They don't even realize that they're stepping up. Uh, their compassion, their empathy to others or the wrongs, to right a wrong. I wish more people would step up when they see an act of violence or anything just, you know, just to because it's innate within them to do so, just like it is with you now to cover this. See, I don't I don't listen to the news. I haven't listened to the news or anything like that in probably 15, maybe 20 years. I don't yet I seem to know what's going on in the world. You know, my my students would always make sure that I right. did. You know, right. I, as terrible as it sounds, when the Boston bombing took place, I was teaching a class and we were holding hands and we do a healing circle at the end of the class and everybody puts in the people they want to send healing to. And people started talking about Boston and that's how I found out about it. And I felt horrible that I didn't know. Now, of yeah. course, I'm on Facebook. I wasn't, you know, I'm on yep. Facebook. So I don't look at it that much, but I see it go by. So I immediately knew about El Paso. And then as I was posting it, uh, prayers about El Paso, somebody texted me and said, Ohio happened last night around midnight. Don't forget about them. So I I, I immediately, I mean, it was horrible, horrifying. But I had to put that up too and tell everybody, we need to stop this violence. And if people don't step up, they don't step up. It's never going to change. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sandy,
2: one of the things I want to say is don't hang up, please, because Benny will come back on and he'll get your information so we can get a copy of the book to you. Okay. Um, you know, this, this topic, it's a big one, but you cover it, Pat, so brilliantly in the book in so many ways, in so many ways. Um, one of the things that I, I do want to take a minute and talk with you about is, is the following. How often in our lives do we numb out, right? Bury our heads in the sand, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. My my stepmama used to say to us girls, boy, I'm telling you, she said a lot of things to us girls, but <laughs> she was from the deep south, mm-hmm. and had her first child at 12 and her second child at 13. So there is nothing that was going to hide under a rock for this woman. Right. It just wasn't going to happen. And, you know, she would tell us that, and telling the truth was so important for her. You know, she instilled it in all of us. And I must say, that's been a lifelong journey for me. You know, sometimes the truth is hard, but how how important, Pat, is it for us to
3: reveal the truth to ourselves, about ourselves. See, that truth. Yep, well that's the one that makes us sick if we don't. Okay, so it's really important. It's the most important thing. Um, I had a young woman in here recently, and you know, she's she's in a situation, in a marital situation that is just untenable. And I, you know, I've never told anybody to get a divorce. (laughs) And it was screaming out of every pore in my body. But it was, it's, it's her truth. And I said to her, you're going to get sick. You are going to get sick. There's no way around this. And in the interim, your family is so worried about you that you're going to make them sick. So you need to wake up and take responsibility and speak your truth. Listen to what you're saying to me. And as you're speaking, you're telling me your truth. And every part of it screams run. Do not walk away from this situation. So it's all about speaking your truth. Yeah. Uh, You know, Pat, one of the things that I
2: know we've got a few minutes left, but I want to ask you this question because, you know, when I read your book for the second time and I went through it for the second time, what I was really struck by is how many tools you're providing people with here. Okay. You know, everything from surround, ground, right? Everything from, you know, the shield exercises that you have in the book to to really have a further understanding about what energy healing is. Okay. I want to ask you this question. You know, I now do believe everything is energy. Not always, but I now do believe that. Mm-hmm. If we believe that, then don't we also have to believe the next part of that, that in some way, if everything is energy, there's a role and a power that we have, that we have yet to recognize
3: in ourselves. Is that statement true from your yes. perspective? 100%. Everybody's got it. And we all agreed to come here and serve in some way. Are we going to get in trouble for not serving? No. No. Nobody's going to poke you in the face when you get to the other side and say, hey, you didn't do what you promised. You're just going to get more added to your plate and you're going to come back to the next life and you're going to have it heaped on. And we still get to work through it. We we get as many lifetimes as we need to work through it, but we are here for service. We are here to help someone. You know, the people who cut our hair and style our hair and things like that, they stand and listen to everybody's crap all day long. They are the biggest empaths because you figure, oh, I'm not going to see them for six weeks and who are they going to tell you know so all of the stuff gets dumped on them and these poor people they get sick i've worked on quite a few people in my yeah head. they do they get sick because yeah. they're sucking it in they're sucking those toxins in from everyone but we all have and again they're serving they just don't know that there's a way to keep safe they haven't opened up to that part of themselves yet but we all we are all here to serve nobody mm-hmm. nobody is here on a free pass, we all have it. But whether or not you open that gift in this lifetime is the free will choice God gave us. And to me, that's the biggest gift of all. Wow! Well, you know, first of all, thank you uh, for writing a
2: brilliant book. I just thank love you. it. Um, there's so much in here, and I love that you're really taking it right to right directly to us about the fact that there are gifts beneath our anxiety, right? Because I I don't think you have to go where I went through to figure that out the hard way. I think if we get this right and we look at what you're saying to us here, we can really go to a place that is so unlimited in our potentiality and possibility. I believe we can heal anything, right? Um, So I want to thank you for that. Pat, I want to ask you one more time, please tell folks how they can find out more about you, the book. And then the last question is, I'd love to know your personal message. I'd like to know what you'd
3: like to leave us with. Mm. Oh, my goodness. There's probably about (laughs) (laughs) 10,000. I could leave you with. Listen, I I will say my biggest thing that I would like people to remember is that thoughts become things. That every thought that you have, good, bad, or indifferent, has consequences and it will come back around one way or the other. So if you walk through life and you try to keep your thoughts as positive as possible, listen, we all have bad days, sometimes bad weeks, sometimes bad years, but the more positive you remain, the quicker you can bounce, okay? I give people tools so they can bounce quickly out of a bad situation. That's really what I do, and I'm forever telling people when my husband passed away, Uh, I had a choice. You lay in a fetal position after 45 years with somebody and and not get up and move. Or you stand up, you celebrate his life, which is what I did with my kids, with my family, with my friends. I celebrated his life, and I said, I'm just going to keep helping people. And if everybody could just celebrate the people in their lives now, today, and remember to stay positive and grateful at all times, we'd be in a great place in a great world. Yeah. I love it. Pat, thank you so much, right? Oh. Uh for
2: those of you out there patlongo.net, please go ahead and check it out. I want to make sure that everybody knows uh, how to find out more about you. And the other thing I love about us in today is, you know, when I was 21, I thought I was what did we call it? Mid midlife. What what did we talk about earlier in the show? We called it mid, mid, some kind of mid thing. We yeah, were talking about midlife crisis. Midlife. So yeah. When I was 21, I thought I, I thought that was the middle of my life. You know, when I was 30, I thought it was the middle of my life. I, I mean, on and on and on. Now, when people ask me how old I am, I was asked how old I was at my table tennis tournament
5: the mm-hmm. other
2: day, uh, <laughs> by two guys that were watching me and saw and saw one of my my shots. And when I told them my age, they looked at me in shock. They were in shock. And one of them said to me something interesting. He said, you know, it doesn't matter, does it?
1: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.